Hello, all you quipper snappers. We're not going to beep? We're not going to beep, Hunter? Let's beep. Okay, I didn't know that was a banner. Okay, let's go ahead. <laughs> bip -a -bip -a. Bip -a -bip -a -bip -a. What up, guys? How's it going? All you quipper snappers and old banter <laughs> bombs. I like yeah, yeah, quipper snappers. I've, I've fonded on that one a little bit. <laughs> um, how are you Fondled doing today? Fun. Yeah, how are you doing today? Uh, it is your, your typical banter crew. You got Hunter Dorset actually hosting... For the first time, really being the moderator for the first, first time. ever host. Getting for our Just the Clip. And to the right, we have the hair extraordinaire. Boom. The, the Surgeon General in gaming. <laughs> and he's a good friend. Boom. Chase Williams. Three times the titles today. Three times the charm. That's awesome. So, uh, how are you doing? Uh, I guess we have a little bit of um, a, a few things that we should cover before we really jump in. Uh, this is Just the Quip. If you're used to or expecting witty banter, this is not exactly what we're doing. This is a separate... Uh, show, just the quip. We basically just talk about whatever it is that is on our minds and or that we have recently experienced, and we bring it to you guys to be able to laugh at us and make fun of us. Yes, mostly that. Yeah, and um, also it is the fifth of July uh, at twelve seventeen p.m. Yeah, yesterday was great. Yeah, we had an amazing fourth of July. You want to tell us a little bit about it, Chase? Yeah, I mean, so uh, Darian's friend Cole Capel is in town, which pretty much means that everyone's going to be having fun and doing something. So Cole's it was. A good guy. It was like, what, six of us, Stephen, Cole, Darian, David, you and myself, we yep. went to Barton Creek, not mm -hmm. Barton Springs, but the creek up in, um, on the Green Belt, and like, dude, I was not expecting how awesome that place was. Yeah, it was really a treat. It's like this little grove of like limestone rock where you've just got like a light torrent of water flowing through, and it's, it's cool enough, not too cold, yeah. tons of people there, all having fun, drinking beers. Drinking on the beers. Dog City. Oh, yeah, there were so many dogs. That was probably my favorite And we part. saw this one dog that was no shit a dire wolf. Yeah. <laughs> that thing was like five feet tall. I just, all I just kept thinking to myself was like, it belongs to the stocks. Yeah. I mean, it, dude, that was wild just seeing that dog. But, yeah, so then after that, I think the coolest part was we went on to Lake Travis, um, and we got to sail in a sailboat. Yeah. And watch fireworks on the in the water. Yeah, it was, it was so cool. We just were like, like, you can't ask for a better 4th of July than just having a diaper of... Um, of life jacket, just, you know, and yeah. floating around and having a beer under some fireworks. It was cool actually getting to steer a sailboat, too. Yeah. And, like, watching um, what – so Brandon was the one pretty much keeping it on, on right. course. But, like, watching all the stuff that he had to do with all the ropes and stuff, like, mm -hmm. man, it's no joke. you got to know what you're fucking doing. It really was logistical, you know. Yeah. Like, it, it, it seemed like there was a lot of input and output going into just mainstream sailing, which yeah. was surprising to me. I guess I thought it would be easier, but – But, no, it was fun, man. I'm still tired. From last night, we've, yeah, been, we've been drinking quite a bit these past past few yeah, days. Yeah, we nice. have. I'm sunburnt to a crisp. <laughs> it's um, only on your back. It's not too bad. Yeah, but it makes me feel a little off. <laughs> well, anyways, so that is a, a brief catch up with uh, kind of what we've been up to lately. But the the main thing that we were going to kind of bring to the show today was Chase talking about uh, his sort of magic week, where he went to yeah. San Francisco and had. A slurry, a flurry of things going on that were both in his favor and were probably nice little surprises. It's true. Um, so, I, I guess I'll, I'll I'll lead us in, but I ultimately want you to be the one that's kind of leading us where we're going. So, one of the main reasons why Chase went to San Francisco was to go check out this gaming conference for IGN, right? Or it was it Podcast Beyond? Yeah. So it's their two podcasts, Podcast Beyond and Podcast Unlocked, and they're 
Unlocked was hitting episode 200. Beyond was hitting 400. So they're doing like a <laughs> yeah, they're doing like a live taping of the shows, mm-hmm. um, so the fans could come and like meet everybody and like watch it happen and, and all that stuff. So what were the highlights that you took away from that conference? Like what were the main things that you feel like were like unforgettable experience? Because it seems like you probably had a few of them. Yeah, I mean, it was just really cool watching those people in person doing the show Mm because you realize like what a dynamite cast of personalities they really have. Mm -hmm. These four four people and eventually um, Greg Miller, who is now off the show, came back on and especially is awesome. So, yeah, like this get in front of anybody and on a microphone and take the show over basically is awesome. So, yeah, like the second they start. It's just they get right into it. They're hilarious. It's just jokes on jokes on jokes. But then, yeah, getting to actually talk to them and like sort of ask about what they're doing and like just inquire into some of the work that they've done and be like, what was it like when you got to do that? Like Ryan McCaffrey, who hosts uh, Unlocked, got to review um, the new Tesla P85D, their, right. their new sports car. And I was mm-hmm. just asking, I was like, what was it like driving that fucking thing? And, you know, you just get to have like really cool, candid moments like that with yeah. all of them. Um, so yeah, and, and it was a big production too. You had tons of microphones, tons of switchboards. You had basically people manning several cameras and like, it was a wow. big production, you know? Yeah. And it was like, wow, this took a lot of planning and effort and for it to all go as smoothly as it did was really cool. Yeah. One, uh, part that might've not have been so smooth that you kind of, uh, gleaned into me a little bit was, uh, your, your being on the show yourself, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I was wearing my later hosen that day. Of course. My party yeah. outfit. Mm-hmm. And at one point in time on the show, I can't remember what the line was. I need to go and watch it. It's on video now. But like they were wearing like a fedora and somebody and on the sh- on one of the hosts talking to the other host was like, you look so German. And they're like kind of laughing. And I was in the front row and I just stood up with my arms <laughs> out like this. And I was like, what? And then like they looked at me and like the whole crowd was like laughing, whatever. And they threw me the hat. But when I threw it back, it like bounced off the table and knocked over a beer. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a bis- it was a big whole thing, but it was fun. That's funny because yeah, it's like one of those unscripted moments that like everybody's gonna be like, "Wow, that just happened. That's awesome." Yeah, you exactly. Know? And then like later, also, <laughs> I forgot what he said. He was like, "We pretty much just like in within five minutes conjured up a German guy." <laughs> like, <laughs> it was really funny. That's awesome, man. So, so was that the basic gist of kind of what you stayed in line all day for? Because you were like waiting outside in a line. Was it just to be able to? be a part of the listening experience for that that landmark show yeah i mean i got there really early because i wanted to make sure that i knew like that i could get there because i had to drive an hour away so i i was in gilroy which is like an hour south of san francisco so i had to drive an hour to the airport then get on the bart train and take the bart into san francisco downtown Mm -hmm. and then walk and i didn't know how long that was going to take right so i left it like and plus, my body clock was a little messed up. So mm-hmm. I woke up at like 5 a.m. And I was out the door by like 6. You wow. know, And I just wanted to make sure that I was going to get there in time. But uh, so, yeah, I just found the place. And I was like one of the first people in line. I just stood there until 1130. And, you know, I was kind of thinking to myself, this is going to be great. I'm going to get like a really good seat. But like once you got in there, you no one really went and sat down. Everyone just immediately started talking to all the editors and all that. Wow. And so, like, I just kind of put my bag down, claimed a spot and yeah. went back and talked to people. Yeah. Yeah. You were front row, right? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty front awesome. Row. I'm, dude, I'm always front row. That's <laughs> yeah, that's you're really dedicated front to that. Front row chase, to that. man. Yeah, front, front, it's front like row chase, front row, but like front row Joe from Cinemark. <laughs> yeah. I think that might have like started it all. We'll have to make another co- 
podcast called Front Row Chase, <laughs> where he gives you all the latest access to his life. You just, and it's all tips on how to be the first in line places. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, there's a couple other things you did, right? I mean, you got to meet like a, a host of your almost like video game idols, right? Or yeah, people that you of. really look up to in the industry. So name off a couple names there. Sure. So like just the host of Beyond Themselves is like the guys, I met all of them, right? Right. Um, Marty, Brian, all those, all those people. But what was really cool was like I kind of went there half to listen and half to make an impression on these people, right? So I so I brought a portfolio of all my writing. That way I could be like, hey, like I can. This is my face. This is who I am. Yeah. And if things happen, like give me a shout. So I got to talk I to the editor in chief of IGN to one of the the co-founders. And what's funny was he's from Germany. <laughs> and so he saw my later hose and I actually got to speak with him in German for a few minutes and stuff. And so that was really fun. I bet he remembers that. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but another guy, so th- there's a guy on there named Jared Petty who is just like really smart, but also one of like the nicest, friendliest people ever. And he's the guy that I wrote that response article to hmm. that I sent you. Remember he yeah. like had that opinion piece and I sort it's of one that you were kind of tearing it down, right? Like, <clears throat> Yeah, I was disagreeing with him. Right, yeah. But, um, so yeah, I, I went up and I talked. I actually ended up talking to him the majority of the night, and we kind of swapped, like, books that we should read and stuff. So, wow. yeah, it was just that those kind of moments where those people talk to you every week, so you get to go and talk to them. And, like, yeah. I got to talk to one of the hosts of Beyond about, like, vinyl collecting for 10 minutes or so. And nice. it's just, like, little bitty moments like that that was yeah. really fun, so. it's pretty dope. Do you feel like, do you feel like there's one uh, standout, introduction and or conversation that you had that you can imagine being like extremely beneficial going forward yeah, easily the conversation in German you know yeah. I walked right in and he was the first guy who noticed me the first guy I talked to of the entire day and it was like how like this is exactly what I wanted to happen and it <laughs> happened the moment I got here but I also talked to one of their guys who's like the vice president and I talked I had like a 10 minute conversation with him as well and he was like just a really nice interesting guy and it was just cool like I said like getting to you get to finally they're just normal people, you know, yeah. and they love games and you're just like, what are you playing? But also at the same time, I liked going up to him and be like, we talk about games all the time. Like, what else do you like? You know, yeah. like, what, what else is gets right. you going? And I talked to that one guy about like DJing and music and stuff. And it was, it was yeah. cool. I mean, not to be too overly analytical. You kind of wonder like what they expect fans to be coming up to them and saying and or asking yeah. like when they finally do get that chance. Because like you said, there's that one guy that was like almost frozen maybe not even in fear, but just because he like, he'd always been listening to this person talk to him. So mm-hmm. when he finally got put in front of that person, like, what do you say? Yeah, you know? <laughs> like, definitely. I mean, like, what do you say when you meet any celebrity? Like you feel like this is your one shot to talk to them and you don't really know what they're like or what is, I guess, kosher. You don't want to fuck it up. You know, yeah. you don't want to make an asset of yourself or like embarrass them or whatever that is. So, <laughs> and there's definitely like a lot of socially awkward people in that crowd, but you know, they handle it well. Like at the end of the day, it's just, they know that all of these people are the ones like supporting the things that they get to do mm-hmm. that are so awesome in their life. And it's just, it was honestly just a giant thank you to fans. That whole event was, you know, right? Yeah, it was fully catered and we got free t-shirts. They had a bar, you know, wow. Is it a cool t-shirt? Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's cool, just like dude. black says IG and house party. It's cool. There you go. You also got to talk to Greg Miller, right? Yeah. I talked to him for like a moment. He, you said he was a little, maybe a little tipsy. Everyone was. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he had the biggest line, so I, I didn't like, get to really speak to him too, like too much. But yeah, I bet. You know, yeah. Just said what's up to him. That's awesome. So, is that kind of the most that you kind of had to say as far as that specific event, or? Yeah, I mean, without like getting too deep into like name dropping and like 
trying to say like, <laughs> you know, I went and did all this stuff, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm, overall the event was fantastic. Cause I, it, it's, it's like any concert even too. Like when I go to concerts by myself, I never feel alone because everyone's there for the same thing. And like, you have that common bond. And so when you go there, like everyone's a fan, everyone has been listening as long as you have and knows the inside jokes. And like, I met a guy from like Australia. I met a dude from Austin, you know, and I met guys from uh, Arizona and like North Carolina and mm. fucking everywhere. And so just talking with everybody, uh, getting to meet the people that you've been listening to and also like making impressions on them. I mean, it was just, overall like a fantastic day it was mm -hmm. fun and then there was like an after party too where we went to a club and one of the the editors who's also a dj just like was playing trap music and shit and it was it was we had hookers awesome. and it yeah. was awesome blowing <laughs> doing snorting lines off of basses it was yeah. insane <laughs> yeah that's awesome that i mean that really speaks to the power of production in the fact that you know you have all these people from places all over the world let alone the country and um and yeah, like they're completely different. They have different perspectives, different being brought up in different ways. And they still ha can share inside jokes off of something just mm -hmm. because they were so influenced by it and they allowed it to like seep into who they are. It's right. pretty cool, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, so you also had a couple of other things on your trip that were of interest, right? Yeah, because it was a long, it was, I was there for five days. Yeah. That was it, only one day of five. It was, yeah, it was like a full, full five days. It was. <laughs> so lay out, uh, lay out the same sex marriage. Uh, parade that yeah. happened yeah, that so you were a part of. I didn't really rec realize that I was going to be in San Francisco on Pride Weekend until about a week beforehand. And I was like, oh my God, like the streets are going to be crowded. It's going to be madness, right? Like mm -hmm. I had no idea what to expect. Yeah. Considering San Francisco is like kind of considered the gay culture capital of the world. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You yeah. know, and so... I was like, wow, you know, it's going to be even funnier <laughs> the fact that I'm going to be walking on the street in lederhosen. But yeah. Um, so then when I finally land, I think you texted me. My phone was in airplane mode that um, the Supreme Court decision hits. I texted you that? It might have been you. I hmm. don't know. Someone texted it to Interesting. me. Um, and I was just like, holy shit. Like you just <laughs> intensified the celebration <laughs> so much. So, yeah, on Sunday, I went back into San Francisco now just to, like, walk the city and explore it and kind of treat it like how I would when I was over in Europe. Like, let's just go right, see yeah. shit, right? Explore. And I went onto the, like, the route of the, the Pride Parade, and it was fucking nuts, <laughs> right? I mean... The very first second I got there, a float turns the corner and I see this fucking dude in a white suit on top of this float. And I'm like, that guy kind of looks like fucking Pitbull. And I'm like, I think this guy might have dressed up as Pitbull. And then he gets like really close to me and I'm like, that guy, I mean, like, I don't really know what Pitbull looks like outside of the Bud Light commercials. But then he starts singing. Yep. And everyone's like losing. I was like, that's fucking Pitbull. Fucking I was like, Pitbull. Pitbull is here at the Gay Pride Parade. Wearing all white. Yeah, right in front of me. And I was just like, this is so, and like Channing Tatum was there. Like there was, oh, a, man. There was a ton of people, right? I bet people were losing their shit over but, Channing Tatum. So I, I saw that for a moment and then I went and like kept exploring. And it was when I was coming back through the city and I had to cross that street mm. um, so I could get to another place that I wanted, which means I had to like, I went underneath the route through like the, um, the train system and came up on the other side. But then I had to walk down the parade route for about a mile and a half. Wow. So this is when I like experienced the actual parade, right? And <laughs> okay. there's a section in San Francisco called the Tenderloin. And hmm. it's like this block or two of housing and street where it's just like where all the homeless people are. 
Damn. It's a real rough area to be in. Everyone tells you to like kind of a, to avoid it. Right. Tons of drugs are going there. There's you know you, you just don't. It's a dangerous place. Tenderloin. You know, yeah. It's the damn. Yeah, it's it's rough cooking. And so. And even my dad was like, you know, being a dad, he was like, you know, I really don't want you sitting around there. Like, you got to be safe, blah, blah. And so now it was daytime. I was like, I got to go see this place. You know, like, <laughs> I got to go check I out. I got to go surround myself with bums. I got to see what this is all about. And so as I get closer and closer to the Tenderloin, like, the crowd is getting thicker and thicker. And there is so much pot being smoked. There's wow. just pot everywhere. Wow. And we can get to that in a second, too, just talking about pot culture there, because it's yeah. astounding. Like, if we – people talk about how, like, Austin's this pot city. Yeah. You ain't got nothing on San Francisco exactly, as right. far as I came to understand. But anyway, so we're walking down, and, like, it is just fucking – Naked dude after naked dude after naked dude. Jeez, it's just man. dicks, dicks, and dicks. I, don't, I, I can't get behind that. I mean, I'm all about equality, but equality doesn't mean you have to see my dick. It's just you know? like, <laughs> I knew that it's just a one-day thing, and it's an expression of pride and freedom. You know, it is what it is. I'm not going to be the one with my ass cheeks out in the open air, but... <laughs> And, and like I was telling you, it was funny. There was this one particular guy who was in like knee high fuzzy fur boots and then just naked. God. And he people and this is the other thing is like people who were there were like wanting to take pictures with the naked dudes. Wow. They would go get their picture taken with them. So, yeah. But this guy ends up in front of me walking <laughs> and, and like no matter what I did, no matter if I sped up ahead of him or tried to hang back, this dude was a good five feet in front of me <laughs> the whole time. So I just had this naked fucking saggy ass, ass yeah. <laughs> leading me down the streets of San Francisco. How can that be, dude? But yeah, man, the Tenderloin was nuts. Like the, there was a shit ton of people. So there was kind of like trash everywhere. But, um, once a guy, it got really thick. I literally thought that this one Burger King was going to explode. There were so many people in it. But, um, at, at one point in time, God. I literally saw like 10 policemen chasing this homeless black dude down the street. And I mean, when I mean chase, and I mean like on foot sprinting after this guy. And Which is like, why do they need ten policemen to do that? I don't you know. know. But what like, the hell? But still, it was it was that kind of situation where there was literally like tension. Shit was going on. Yeah, now, there was like know? some tension. Right, and um, but yeah. So, but the pri the parade itself was a lot of just your standard floats. There had this one float where it was like a a chick in like dominatrix gear, and all the chicks behind her were in dominatrix gear. She was like up on a Damn. like a rack looking thing, and they were kind of like fake whipping her. Jesus. And then you had like other dudes who were in like assless chaps yeah, yeah. police you know just like you think male stripper and that was pretty much the theme of everything you know like <laughs> yeah it was there i saw a lot of flesh that day a lot of dicks yeah, yeah but it was a happy time <laughs> i mean like the whole it was it's interesting because being like in austin we have like progressive people here or whatever but mm -hmm. they're since i guess it's more just an everyday they're exposed to it so much more it was like everyone and their mother had a sticker and a button that was like a rainbow or a pin or like a little rainbow flag and like mm -hmm. all of the children were in and like had yeah. like rainbow lays on or like stuff in their hair like everybody was decked out in rainbow shit and everybody in the city was celebrating right you know yeah. it was like you could feel it. There was a, like a, an energy in the air, and it was like really cool to be a part of that because, yeah. it, honestly, it was a historic weekend, Ooh, yeah. in a very historic place. Yeah, so, like, there it was. It was cool. Yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy because, like, you know, it, it makes me think about like Texas, right? Because like Texas, you have these like immensely pride proud people, right? And there's some 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 sort of like unspoken bond around Texans where they like they had this pride about being Texans. Where whereas I feel like in California. 
the pride from them is emanated from their progressive culture in a lot of senses. Like they really take pride in the fact that they are, you know, leading the charge in some of these issues and being like actual, you know, people that have insight on this other stuff. It's just pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, yeah. when, I, when I first got there, I think after traveling abroad and being exposed to so many different cultures right after one, like in succession, yeah, you start to pick up on when and how people are different. And even like years ago, going back to California, like you sort of feel like America is just one big place, but getting off the plane immediately over there and like being with Californians, like those people are different. Yeah. It was, it was kind of cool to see that like Californians culturally, there was something different about them. And like, I even got asked, even just when I was ordering food, like, are you from here? You yeah. know, like they could kind of tell that I was different. I have no idea how or why, but like it was there. You yeah. Know? And it was, it was interesting to see that. Like they were just, just the way that like the things that kids did and talked about and like the way they talked. And I don't know, you could just tell that um, there was something, there was different traits. It was, it was interesting. Yeah. Going back to the, the, the pot culture. I mean, I think that's a really interesting thing because it's not legalized in either place. Right. It's not like recreationally allowed in Austin medically or I think that you can get like a medical card in California. I yes, that I know you can do. I, I know people that have done that, but mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, at least recreationally, it's still not allowed. It's just so crazy to me mm-hmm. that like you still have you still have it being so like illegal, an illegal thing when clearly there's just like huge pockets of places that are extremely important places in America. Yeah. And they just don't even enforce it. You know? It's yeah. Like, I mean, it was wild. Like when I was standing in line for the IGN thing, this car literally on the curb directly in front of me. Um, there was two guys in there mm-hmm. rolling joints and rolling blunts just in the day, like plain yeah. as day, smoking said joints and blunts, yeah. plain as day, <laughs> then like kind of saving the rest for later and like had his little bag of weed and just like pretty much put it in a little like spot in his car. Like you could pretty much just see it. Yeah. And then he got out of his car and left. <laughs> wow. And then when he came back to finish him, there was a police car like 50 feet in front and on the other side of the street from him. Yeah. And he just didn't give a shit. You know, and like everywhere I went that weekend, I was just catching smells of it all the time. And then yeah. when it came to the actual parade, everyone was smoking pot wow. around the parade. Like, I've just never seen such blatant public smoking anywhere before. Yeah, and that's what took me off guard. I was like, "Holy shit!" You yeah, know? Like, I just couldn't believe. And like, people didn't bat a fucking eye about it. They yeah, were just I like know. in little clusters of people and groups just smoking, and it just didn't. It was it was that that right. was that. Because the people that bat an eye are the people that still think that like the only thing or the people that basically feel like it's wrong because it's illegal. And you're like, well, let's think about why it should be illegal or yeah. why it shouldn't be illegal. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy, man. I, I think that that's, it just sounds like such an interesting little, uh, what is it called? Whenever you take a schism, I guess of, ex- of an experience. So is oh, there like any other, uh, yeah, cross section. That's what I was thinking. Um, any other things that you kind of wanted to cover from your week there? Anything of interest? Uh, I mean, I think that was sort of the two biggest things. Like, just walking around. I mean, it's just outrageous, though, how expensive that city is. Like, average oh, yeah. rent is like $3,500 oh, now. Oh, my God. And, like, one a one-bedroom tiny apartment is just like two to three grand a month. Jesus, you know? And man. walking around, like, some of those super nice houses... And just like millions of dollars, it's just it's just crazy. Like what a million dollars can buy you in certain places compared to other ones. Yeah. And like, it, it's getting to the point now where I almost think that 
that market just like can't sustain those prices because like people are literally being evicted out of their houses so that they can raise the rent and like losing their homes even though they have jobs there and like it's a huge problem and like it's fucking everybody but like what's crazy is it seems to be that there is there are those people in the tech companies or whatever their money comes from who can't afford it and they don't care so they move right in and like i just want to know like if it's going to just eventually kind of crash and balance itself back out like when when is there almost like a a moment where people like just say i'm not going to pay you this much anymore and like the landlords are able to get away with this because people are still paying. Like yeah. they're demanding the money and they're getting it. But I just have to wonder, like, is there going to be a point where people are just like, fuck you? No. And like, they have to come down. And there is almost like a, a big, I don't want to use the word crash just because of, you know, the connotations, but they're just, it, everything slates back downwards because they have to like, the landlords are now competing with each other rather than right. with people trying to compete for space. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, it just sort of blows my mind how it seems like there's literal exchange rates between states. Mm-hmm. You know, like that your dollar can go so much farther in Texas than in New York or than in California. Yeah, totally. It's just like I don't even understand how that comes about or what you would do to try and fix something like it's that. It's like a, a fucking breakfast meal that I got on Saturday. Just eggs, bacon, and toast was ten ninety five. Wow. You know, and it's yeah. because they got to pay an absorbent amount of rent, you know, and it's yeah. just like all of that stuff. Everything is so expensive. And like you hear them say that all the time. You kind of think, oh, it's probably it's just the housing or whatever. But like, no, like everything there is more expensive. Everything. But that's interesting, though, because you were saying that, like, you were considering moving out to California. Right. So, like, what is your take on it with that? In mind. It's not that attractive, you know, like if I were good, if I had to live or work somewhere in that city, yeah, I would be commuting probably an hour a day mm-hmm. you know, or an hour there and an hour back or whatever. And yeah. that's what like most people have to do. Like they all live in like Oakland and they come from over the bridge and like, yeah. and that's what's also crazy. It's, it seems like that city is sustained by people who don't live there, you know? And the other thing mm-hmm. is, is like you see baristas and people who are just working like the normal daytime jobs, like waitressing or like being a coffee or sandwich guy and you're like how do you fucking sustain yourself you you know yeah it's it's just why i just hope that that's not some sort of like an eventuality (laughs) that well-realized metropolises come to just like that it's like a part of the life cycle of cities to have this sort of like such a high demand for people to want to go in there which kind of is being shown in austin Mm -hmm. where we have this massive influx of people because people believe it's like a cultural driver and they want to be a part of the mix. Yeah. Um, but if that drives prices up so much that it just makes your city unsustainable because you're, I guess, uh, filtering all the money toward people that can't afford it and that number gets smaller and smaller and smaller right. as the demand goes higher and, and higher. A, and exactly. And as it gets smaller, those rich few are still able to continually give more and more money. So it's like this like feedback loop. Right, you yeah, know? it's ridiculous. But yeah, well, it makes me just think like I can just, you know, I when it comes to moving, like I'm already, like I've said, I've been, Austin doesn't seem as attractive a place anymore just because of the influx of people and like yeah. getting around is stressful and all that. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's just like looking at other places is kind of interesting and fun because like I said, everything is going to be culturally different. It's going to be new experiences and all that. And it's Yeah. And you've really taken a, a lot upon yourself in like, you know, thrusting yourself in environments that are different. So, you know, I feel like that you'll be well prepared for whatever environment you basically end up going to. Yeah, mostly because I love to stay inside. (laughs) (laughs) No BS.
I'm the homebody in this relationship. It's true, which has been crazy. <laughs> I don't know how that the dynamic switched there. Because I used to be like, just as an only child, like I used to stay in and play games all the time. But I don't know. I found myself wanting to not being able to be here for too often. I don't know. What it right. Is. I mean, I'm uh, other than just being a homebody, I'm definitely finding myself being more drawn to being outside. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that's. I'm just starting to really just like be all about nature, man. Yeah, dude, it's so hippie sounding, great. but I'm just like, oh my god, I love it. You yeah, uh, <laughs> totally. Yesterday was great, man. Dogs are like my shit. Dogs are that the jam. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome, man. So uh, I guess we don't really have a whole lot else to talk to. We only have. I'm bringing up to the to the listeners. We only have about two weeks left together, man. Yeah, it's fucking. Well, We're gonna have some hearty like conversations about uh, uh about, about where the future's going. Yeah, I don't like thinking about it. <laughs> It's awful. We've been here for like a year now. Yeah, we've been here for a year. Um, we have been doing the show for almost coming up on two years. Mm-hmm. In, f- in four or five months, it'll have been two years that we've been doing the show. So, man, we're really uh, we're really starting to get those 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 whelp tears starting yeah. to come, come up to to the, to the fray. Yeah. How would you like compare yourself? now to a year ago you know like, you mean like when we first moved yeah, in? yeah like when we first moved in like how would, what do you think has changed like what do you think is different and not in just like in all areas like you know yeah. what i mean um unfortunately i think i have gotten a little more um what's it called a little less bold living here i think that that's one drawback that i've had is having all my friends leave and uh only really having sort of your friends to to like hang out with and stuff on on most occasions that I do end up having fun. Your friends too. Yeah, they're my friends as well, but they were introduced to me through you. You you've made the initial bond. Um so I don't know, I just felt like I just got a little bit less bold in in just going out and doing stuff and saying F it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I also feel like I might have gotten a little m- even more paranoid than <laughs> was before. <laughs> yeah, you're a paranoid dude, Hunter. It's 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 weird. I mean, it's just like I just start thinking myself into these things that I feel like are reality, and I feel I'm just like convinced myself it's all gonna come down. You yeah. Know? But uh, I also think that I'm a lot more um, I'm more excited about my music. Now uh-huh. than I was before. I mean, I was I was really trying to like fill out um, certain parts of of music dur- over the course of this year that I really hadn't ever. I was bold in that regard, right? Like mm-hmm. I went and got into a band that you know I didn't have to, and then I went and did a couple of recordings with with Forest that you know were just really fun, and I'm really glad that I got to do those because that's like an add to you know, talking about legacy and stuff. Sure. Those, those will be the kind of things that I'll look back 20 years from now and be like, fuck yeah. You yeah, know? you always have them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess like the music thing has been good, but yeah, I don't know. I, I can't say that I feel like a whole lot better about myself ah. like a year later. It's just like, I think I need to be like out and about. I'm, I'm excited to start working. Um, I think I need to really kind of get out of my comfort zone is kind of mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I think I've just been letting, allowing myself to be in my comfort zone for a little too long and it's time to be pushed out of the nest kind of thing. Cool. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I think, you know, coming into this last year of school and sort of having an idea that like, 
I want to pursue um, a career like with games, but not really knowing how the hell to go about that. Mm -hmm. And then going through like what was probably one of like the toughest year of schooling that I've had my senior year, which they say is not going to happen, but that's exactly what happened. Right. Um, With all of that stress and also like taking on a lot more responsibility that I ever did in school. Like I, I got a job and then I joined like TSTV and you know, I was just doing a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, there was moments where like all that stress and shit just kind of made me like a bitter person. Right. And so I've kind of learned, I think how to just be happier more often and like really like keep a perspective on what's happening. Um, and realizing that like, happiness is kind of a choice and if it totally is a choice you know, yeah. yeah and like just looking at things a little more one day at a time and it makes them like more manageable mm-hmm. and stuff but um also i just think like i have grown intellectually this year pretty substantially like the things in the beginning of the first semester of school that i was reading like were so hard I could not get through like these texts took me hours and through doing that. And, um, once I started my own research and combing through all of these, these books and things, like I've been able to read at a much higher level and like really understand like some, and a lot of the the writing from these theses are a little like esoteric and convoluted and granular, but I'm, I'm finally able to still understand it and get through it. Mm -hmm. And I think my thirst for like reading has like tripled this year. Wow. And it's something that like I am happy about because I'm going to, I'm going to take it with me the rest of my life that like I love to read and because it's, it's just information always, you know, and I read Atlas Shrugged. Um, I read Moby Dick. I read Slaughterhouse Five. I've read a bunch of gaming books, and it's just like so enriching. Right. You yeah. know, it's just such. There's so, it's just such a great experience to to go through those. And you know, this year also is when we had I had that philosophy course with Ahmed and mm-hmm. getting to know him and having him on the show and like being, because at the end of Germany. Um, I talked to so many people who sort of had their like beliefs and attitudes and values pretty figured out. Mm -hmm. And I kind of remembered that I had mine as well, but I really wanted to nail those down. And I think I've kind of done that, not nail them down in the fact that like they're stagnant and will never change, but that like I really explored my own philosophy this year. And I have created like a massive new vocabulary surrounding it, a massive new way to understand things. Um, right. and that's been super helpful, but yeah, coming, just coming now into this final month, I just feel like a little more carefree. I just feel happier. Um, and just realizing like how simple life can be if you want it to be right. Even yeah. though you're doing a lot of different things, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think we definitely kind of pushed each other to, to think intellectually and in a lot of instances that were really exhaustive. Oh, um, but we ran the gauntlet sometimes. Yeah. But then, but then, yeah, coming out on the other side, yeah, you kind of, it's like the only place to go is to sort of feel happy and simple after that. It's just cause like, you're like, man, like I can't think anymore about this. Like I just gotta, I just gotta live, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, well that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like I've seen you grow a lot too, just cause you know, this has also been a big year with, you and your your woman friend yeah y'all been going through a lot of stuff which has been uh it's been cool to be a part of it and and to like share a lot of those experiences and then 
um, yeah, watching watching you just like go off and make make things happen for yourself has been really <laughs> cool, man. I, uh, also, I I think I've taken a lot from you uh, in that like I really want to start reading now. Mm-hmm. Um, also, with like cooking, yeah, and uh, cleaning and stuff, and general upkeep, you did man. Pretty well, that, that really you're the cleanest roommate I've ever had. It's rubbed off on me. I mean, I came back and there's a lot of dishes in the sink right now, but that's probably the only time there's been dishes in the sink. Yeah, and any time there was like a fork in the sink or whatever, I just like could not give a shit like if it was <laughs> yeah. if it was my other roommates where that was like a constant thing i would be on them but like there'd be moments where i'd be like oh man like this is left out and i would say like who fucking cares because he keeps this place spotless you know like it's whatever right it's like i'll eventually do it it might not be right now but yeah. i'm getting there but uh yeah i don't know i'm I just think that we've, I think we have, I, I was a little negative on, on my review of the year. I, I think I've grown in, in yeah. certain ways. It's just less obvious for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like yours have sort of well-defined ways that you can you kind of look at and point at and be like, this is where I was. And now I'm just kind of like, I yeah, I, I was there and now I'm just kind of over here. <laughs> I think of. I had more to gain because as f- early as over a year ago, like you knew where you would be in September. So you don't really have to worry about it, you know? Yeah, but uh, I mean, that sort of sucks, you know? It's like, <laughs> it's a little limiting to not ever really, again, going back to like being outside my comfort for a zone. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what's spurned you on to kind of take the path that you've taken and it's working really well so far and i feel like mine but is that just was also a, a massive plan. source of stress yeah you know? and that's where a lot of me having to learn how to just be okay mm-hmm. came from was like how unstable the few not unstable but just like i had no clue yeah. what was coming we, you know? and we have no real sense of control you know over mm-hmm. how our futures play out but you find that you can grasp little bits of control through dedicated efforts and through t- taking opportunities that, you know, might not be obvious, but, you know, you're going to take them either way. Yeah, I mean, I just couldn't be happier at where I'm at in this moment right now because getting to start this internship in an industry that I want to be in at a team that is small and, like, lets me have response, like, it literally could not have been more perfect, right. you know, and the fact that that's happening now, like just makes me so excited for the future and thinking that like, yeah, I can literally do all these things that I want to do, mm-hmm. you know, and like talking to uh, Heather's friend in San Francisco who works at like Bandai Namco and getting his advice and like seeing where he's at and what he does and how I'm like, I want to fucking do that. Yeah. You know, it's just <laughs> yeah. like, and him pretty much saying like, you're on the exact right path, you mm-hmm. know, it's just like, yes. Yeah, I think that's the other thing that's that's making me so like a little cryptic right now is because I feel like, you know, what you're pursuing is not only your passion, but it's how you plan on making your career out Mm -hmm. of that. You know, my (laughs) I'm having all these crazy paranoid thoughts about money (laughs) and greed and I'm like starting to like think about the system and all this stuff. And I'm going to go be an auditor in a month. I'm going to be the one that upholds all that kind of crap. Yeah. So I don't know. I. I'm just wondering if I'm going to have a gut check where it's like, I can't do this, you know, or, or if it is, it's like, I'm going to sell out and do this kind of feeling. Cause right now I just feel in a super gray area. Really? I mean, but at the same time, like you always described it to me as like auditors were the gatekeepers and they were the rules and you can be the one trying to uphold keep bad people out of the system you know i do believe in what auditing stands for and i believe that it is a good service for the people but it's a byproduct of everything yeah gut checking yeah Yeah. for sure (laughs) for sure but yeah i think that that's that pretty much covers all of our bases today man we're about 40 minutes in cool um 
If you are listening out there, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm going to pass it over to Chase and let him do some plug vomit. Yep. I can activate the gag reflex real quick. <laughs> so, Witty Banter is on iTunes. Just go to iTunes, search Witty Banter, and hit subscribe, and all of our episodes will show up in your download queue for free. But if you don't have iTunes, that's fine. Just go to wittybantershow.com, and you can download all the new episodes as they come out for free as well. Keep up with us on our Facebook page. or facebook.com slash wittybanterpodcast. And you can also email the show if you want to give us a subject to talk about for Just the Quip. Send an email to wittybantershow at gmail.com. Freaking email us. Yeah, email us. You can follow <laughs> us on Twitter. We're at wittybantershow, but we never tweet on there, so whatever. Um, yeah, I'm at Bodacious Chase. Hunter's at Diesel Dorset. Awesome sauce, man. Well, it's been a pleasure, as yeah. always. How do you and, feel that uh, you're, you get to host? It's fun, right? Yeah, I was a little... Uh, I wasn't as impressive as I thought. Dude, but <laughs> first time. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was definitely time. a first time, so I'm glad. It's like a muscle. You yeah. Know? You yeah, work gotta, it out. got to flex that shit. You do. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening, and we hope that you have a wonderful 4th of July weekend. Take it easy. Bit-o-pip-o. Bit-o-pip.